Welcome to a God Shift podcast, where we move you from disruption and delay into a greater destiny, expectancy, and possibility. I'm your host, Shana Rattler, and I'm a minister, author, and sought-after speaker. Join myself and other leaders who unapologetically share their story of when their life collided with God's purpose and put them on the path that was designed for them. You will learn how to bounce back from setbacks, disappointments, and uncertainty, and unlock the door to confidence move into your next chapter. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of A God Shift. I am your host, Shana Rattler. Thank you so much for being here. But before we get started, you know how I do it. I need you to do me a favor. So wherever it is that you are listening to this episode, I want you to take a screenshot. And with that screenshot, I want you to post it on your social media, tag us here at A God Shift, and then I just want to hear your biggest aha moment or your biggest takeaway from this episode. And the reason why I do that is because my mission for all of my platforms is so that people recognize that whatever it is that they're going through, that there's hope on the other side of that and that there's God in the middle of that. And so the more times that these episodes get shared and you talk about why you love the episode, the more likely it is that people are going to go to listen to the episode and then our mission will be accomplished. So thank you so much in advance for doing that. I'm going to read my guest bio. I I'm excited to have her here today and to see exactly what she's going to talk about as it comes to this conversation about disruption. My guest today is an author, inspirational speaker, and nutritionist. She has served in full-time ministry and assisted with church plants in Denver and Los Angeles. In 2001, she nearly lost her life after a debilitating fall down the stairs in her home. During her recovery, She earned her master's of science degree in holistic nutrition and implemented natural remedies into her diet that helped save her life. When she became disabled a second time after a foot injury in 2018, she wrote her award-winning debut book, Beauty Beyond the Thorns, Discovering Gifts in Suffering. She speaks about how God uses suffering in our lives to bring about spiritual healing. She and her husband enjoy two adult daughters, a son-in-law, and a baby granddaughter. They live in the Denver area. I want to welcome to the show, Darcy Steiner. Thank you so much, Shana. I'm so excited to talk with you today. I'm happy to have you here. So I love in your bio that you say that God uses suffering for our good. I know I'm paraphrasing, but I want to give a little bit of context to this conversation because my definition of a God shift is the moment a disruption in your life collides with God's purpose, but then that moves us into greater realms of possibility. And I believe that God uses disruption, unexpected circumstances, trials, sometimes positive in order to get our attention. And then he can invite us into the life that is that he really has planned for us. So I would love if you would share a time with us, Darcy, tell us a little bit more about some of the disruptions that you had to overcome to get where you are today. Gosh, you know, this is the perfect podcast for my story because God disrupts I thought so when I heard it. That's why I was like, of course, I'd love to have you. <laughs> well, I'll talk about a big one. So this big occurrence disruption happened in 2018. 
when my daughter got married, it happened at her wedding. And that is a chair fell and hit my foot and reinitiated this um, this nerve disease that I had when I got injured that first time that I almost passed. Mm-hmm. So it's a condition, a nerve condition called CRPS, complex regional pain syndrome. Mm-hmm. So after I got better and started walking again and started hiking again for nine years, I had a reprieve from that nerve pain disorder. So when this chair fell, small thing, right? Small, it wasn't a small chair, but a small thing, a chair falling and hitting your foot reinitiated this CRPS. And I knew immediately that God was calling me back to him because I was so busy doing work and searching for scholarships for my daughters. I was consumed with yeah. money, you know, with how are we going to pay for college? And I was going to go into uh, a business. I was going to start a business where I helped people find scholarships to go to school. And I was mm-hmm. going to write a book about that. But God had a different plan. And uh, as I was sitting crying on the floor in the event hall, I knew this is CRPS. This has come back. And I I knew God was calling me back to him. And yeah. go ahead. No, I was just going to say, it's interesting to me that, you know, you weren't seeking money just for the sake of, of having money. You were seeking money for necessities. You knew that your daughter was going to be going to college. You know how expensive it is, but yet you were making an idol out of that. And I think it that it's so important for us to recognize that when we talk about the things in our lives that we can put before God, which automatically makes it an idol, that sometimes it's not always fame and riches and some of those vanity things that we have a tendency to seek after, especially here in Western culture. But sometimes it can be the things like the necessity. If It can be, yes, you have to work to make money, but are you working so much that you're neglecting God? Mm-hmm. Yes, we can you know, want to work out and go after our health. And so even necessities can become an idol in our lives. And you know, as well as I know, Darcy, that the word says, I shall have no other God before me. And so anything that we are making a God in our lives I believe that God will dismantle those things in order to do exactly what you just said, get him back to us. And I think, you know, there's a number of reasons that COVID was here. I jokingly call it a pandemic and not a pandemic, but I do believe that one of the reasons that God allowed COVID to happen was because we had made things like entertainment and mm-hmm. our jobs and everything outside of our households that we had actually made them idols. And God said, okay, since you're going to continue to put all of those things before me, how about I just knock it all down, force you to stay in the house. And for many of us, it forced us on our knees and forced us on our faces 
so that we had no choice. Well, we did have a choice, but we were forced with a choice of, are we going to pay attention to what God is doing in this season and what it is that he wants for us in the next season? Or are we going to continue just to push through blindly in our lives? And so my question to you is, is what did you learn during all of this? Like, why did God have to allow something that you had been healed from already? Why did he have to allow that to manifest in your life again in order to be able to get your attention? Oh, that was the biggest question. Like, why again? What didn't I learn the first time? Yes. You know, and I worked so hard and I did it his way and it was his food, natural food, and we overcame it. And then, yes, a second time, but God redirected me the second time. He redirected me to to back into the ministry because I had not been in the ministry. And I don't mean paid ministry. I mean, I have a ministry that is not paid. But it's a ministry, nevertheless, just as important. And I write books now. I speak, you know, I do things and I don't make a lot of money, you know, but I do it because I love him. And how he arranged that, you know, I struggled at first. I have to be honest, you know, of course, I'm like, why? I mean, that question, why? We all ask it at some point in our lives. And I was asking it as I was crying, sitting by my bedroom window day after day, watching people walk. And I was like, why won't you let me walk again? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Like something that seems good. Like, isn't it good and healthy to go walk? And I bet you those people that are walking out there don't even know to be grateful for their ability to walk. We take those things for granted. I can remember before my father passed away and he said, I take for granted just getting out of the bed and into my wheelchair because there was a time when I could just do it without thinking. But now I literally have to think about every step before I take it. And I have to take about, think about every step while I'm taking it to make sure that I don't fall. Whereas most of us just do all of those tasks in our subconscious mind. So it's a great question to ask, like, Lord, why don't you want me to at least be able to walk? Just imagine all the great things I could do for you if I could just walk. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And he had something completely different in mind. He wanted to sit me on my bottom and he wanted me to open the word of God. And so that's what would happen if he had answered that prayer in the way that you wanted it answered. He, he, he knows you because you're his child. It's just like those of us who are parents in the natural. We know our children and we know what they will do. We know what they won't do. And we know what it'll take to get their attention. And had mm-hmm. he have healed you at that moment, you would have just been off to the races. And that wasn't what he needed you to do for that season. Because I believe, you know, people ask all the time, like, okay, great. I get it. God is getting my attention. But why does he need my attention? And I believe so many of us are pursuing the wrong place. Place. But when God is using disruption in our lives, we have to ask ourselves, okay, Lord, like, what are you trying to get me to see? What are you trying to get me to learn? What is it that you need me to do next? And for you, he was like, if I give this girl legs, she's going to use them and she's going to run off in another direction. And right now I have to have her seated so that I can send her where it is that I need to send her next. Right? Yeah, exactly. And so part of my pain management plan was to write because it 
consumed my mind and it kept my mind off of pain. So I began to write and I began to blog and I started writing about this good thing that came from it that God was showing me. Yeah. And then I looked at all these blogs and I'm like, you know, this kind of sounds like a book. Yeah. And so I kept writing and I took a Bob Goff class and Bob Goff endorsed my book. Like he he walked alongside me and helped me. Um, and this book just came because I'm trying to manage my pain, but God wouldn't have got a book out of me, a spiritual book, at least not yet, because I was planning on writing that book about scholarship winning. For sure. You know, that's what you'd made an idol out of. So it's like everything you were seeing everything through that lens. Oh, if I'm going to talk about something, I'm going to talk about that. If I'm going to teach somebody something, I'm going to teach about that. If I'm going to write about something, you best believe it's going to be about that. So <laughs> let's talk right. a little bit about, um, so in your area of expertise, and I believe your area of expertise has come, you know, partly in large of, you know, overcoming what it is that you overcame. What do you notice? Because we're, I think we're clear by this point. We're 15 minutes into this conversation, and I hope the audience is clear that God uses things intentionally in our lives to get our attention, and it's meant for our good. You talked about the fact that there's healing and suffering, that there's a gift in suffering. And what that says to me is that God is using disruption as a tool in our lives to move us forward mm-hmm. if we don't allow certain barriers to get in the way that that disruption keeps us stuck. And so in your experience, Darcy, what are some of the most common barriers that actually get us in a position where that disruption keeps us stuck instead of moving us forward? Oh, I think a big one for me was, was just fighting this, was fighting God, was like, why are you allowing this to happen? And then when I stopped asking that question, then I was hearing, you know, not audibly, but, you know, just messages like, you know, Paul, when you think about Paul, okay, what God did in his life, he disrupted the direction of his life, right? And God used Paul to write more books in the Bible than anyone else. Yes. Most of the New Testament. If that disruption hadn't happened, then we wouldn't have half the New Testament. But God had a plan. And so I feel like, you know, God's doing the same with my life. And, you know, I'm not Paul, but he's giving me different direction. Yeah. And so I'm grateful. But yeah, I think just fighting him with what his will is and what his plan is. We need to listen and we need to pray and ask him, God, what is it that you want me to do? Every morning I tell him, I will go anywhere. I will do anything. I just need you to enable me. And And how did you do that, Darcy? Because you wanted to walk. And so your prayer to God was like, why are you not letting me walk? I want to walk. Heal me, you know. We I've been to this movie before. I know how this ends. Like, let's just get on with it. And so, how did you do that? Because I'm real big on not just talking about things conceptually, but really giving people something tangible. So, how did you 
one, realize that you were actually fighting him? And two, how'd you stop? Well, I discovered it when I started writing Ah. because so much comes out when you write, you know, and I started writing poems and poems really help get you deep into those emotions and those feelings. So I started writing poetry and I saw just kind of the, you know, the not surrendering part. I saw the fighting part. And so that helped me to see you are really fighting against God and reading his word, being, you know, being certain that God did this, God allowed this to happen to redirect me. I need to be in his word. And so just studying the word, just being in the word, Old Testament and new. Yeah, that's so good um, because I don't think they many people will be like, oh, yes, I know for sure that I'm fighting God. I'm I'm aligned with his will and his way. And no, nah. mm-hmm. if you're not surrendered and there's a lot of examples that can show if you're not surrendered, if you keep wanting what you want, if you keep picking up what you put down at his feet, that's how you know you're not fully surrendered. So, ouch, if my, my I had a pastor one time that said, if you can't say amen, just say, just say ouch. So if you're listening <laughs> right now and you're not fully surrendered it's time for you to lay it at the altar and leave it there at God's feet because if you keep picking it back up and you keep looking for him to answer the prayer the way that you want him to answer it then you're actually fighting his will and the unfortunate thing is is that God is not going to force his will upon us and just like those that you know, one of the leader, one of the leader, one of the leader, and they ended up with Saul. If you keep asking God long enough for something that you want, sometimes you just might get it when it's not what you need. (laughs) (laughs) Lay it at his feet and leave it there. So Darcy, we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to start to take a look at how people can begin to bring some of these things together in their own lives when they're facing disruption. We'll be right back. This episode is brought to you by the free guide, When God Says Shift. Inside, you'll discover the four shifts required to reveal God's plan to ditch disruption or delay and get his blessings faster. Head to GodSaysShift.com to access it now. All right. So before the break, we were talking a lot about disruption. We were talking talking about suffering. And there is a scripture in one of the Peters, I believe, and it says, after you suffer for a little while, it says, you know, that's when I will settle you. That's when I will. I don't remember exactly what the scripture says, but it basically is in alignment with what it is that you've been talking about, is that as Christians, we are going to have suffering. But after we suffer for a little while, And it's because God oftentimes needs us to suffer in order to get our attention so that he can invite us into what it is that he has planned for us. But as we discussed before the break, there's actually some barriers that can get in the way of that disruption being a tool in our lives. So Darcy, if someone is listening to this right now and they're actually struggling to shift their life forward more positively after disruption or in the middle of disruption, what would be your best tip or advice that you would give them that they could start doing right now? You know, looking for whatever good you can find. 
whatever good you can find in whatever you're going through, something different that God didn't give you when things were going very well for you. There are hidden treasures that we can find when we are walking the path of suffering. You know, I I talk about when we go down a certain road, let's say it's a bumpy washboard road, it's not a sleek highway, right? It's not an easy road, but you're going slower, you're bumping, you know, it's it's not, that's more God's way than going yeah. down a smooth highway. And so look around you as you're going over those bumps. Life has slowed you down. Take a look at what's around you, what you can be grateful for, and focus on that. There are gifts in suffering. And I believe that that probably is one of the biggest barriers in modern culture, modern culture, especially in our country. Say that three times fast. Is <laughs> Going to doggone fast. Yes. Everything is at lightning speed. We don't have to think about anything. Everything is at our fingertips. It's go, go, go. I've got to get to work. I've got to take the kids. I've got to do, 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 do. And God cannot speak to us in a way that we can actually hear his voice and follow his instructions because there's so much noise in our lives Mm. and we are just blazing through at a warp speed. You know, we say all the time, like, oh, our children grew up so fast. Well, part of it was because we were in so much movement that we Mm. didn't really take the time to embrace the years that they were young. And, um, you know, there's a lot of reasons why that happens. That could be a whole nother podcast, but I definitely think that it's a time for you to slow down, which is why for some of us, God has to use a disruption that sits us all the way down like he did you. First, And again, it's because he knows his children. There are some of us that he can whisper and get our attention. There's other Mm. people, it sounds like you're like me, Darcy. You have to be hit with a two by four. (laughs) It's not going to get our attention. You have to (laughs) hit us, you have to hit us with a two by four, and you have to sit us all the way down, or in my instance, allow everything around you to dry up so he can get his attention that he's doing something different in your life. So, Darcy, before we get ready to wrap up, tell us a little bit more about what we can expect if we get the book and tell us how we can find it. Oh, thank you. So yeah, the book is called Beauty Beyond the Thorns, Discovering Gifts and Suffering. And the beauty beyond the thorns is Jesus. It's God. And so no matter what briars or thorns that we're, we're, we have to go through, we can find him. He is there. He's in the suffering. He's in the deepness. In my book, I have 30 short chapters and I go over different gifts that I have discovered in suffering. So mm-hmm. that's a lot. That's And there's many more. I could have written a second book about it. But for instance, you know, the gift of um, direction. We've already talked about that. I was in a car accident and God used that disruption to help me pay for nutrition school. Otherwise, I wouldn't have been able to do that when I was sick. So do you know what I'm Absolutely. saying? There's there's good that came from that, a settlement. Okay, well, it, it was useful. Yeah. You know, the, the car accident wasn't good, but good came yes. from it. It's all so there are just for our good. Yeah. 
So the book is on Amazon um, and I have an audio book and the best place to find me is on my website, darcyjsteiner.com and the spelling will be in the show notes. Um, but yeah, that's the best. We follow you on social media at Darcy J Steiner is all my social media channels, except Instagram is Darcy J Steiner dot writer. All right, perfect. Well, Darcy, I'm going to make sure that the links to your social media and your website so that people can take advantage of your resources and get your books are in the show notes. I thank you so much for being here because I think you gave a whole new meaning to God will give you beauty for ashes. Um, there's there's a lot of scriptures that if you just look at it in isolation, you're like, what and why? Yeah. And so I hope those of you who are listening to this episode understand a little bit more about why God is allowing things to happen in your life in the way that he is. And I hope you feel better equipped of how to respond as well. And so again, Darcy, thank you so much for being here. Share, share, share this episode. Everyone is going through something and they need to understand how to get beauty for their ashes as well. So I hope this episode has blessed you and that you will consider going back and listening to previous and future episodes as well. Goodbye, everyone. I want to thank you for listening to the God Shift Podcast. If you've enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe and leave a review. And remember to put God first and everything will fall into place.